It's good to see everybody. This is this is a good little group here tonight. We've uh we've had several of these lab nights and it's been a good time each time. I've got a good friend of mine, Chris Highfield. I invited him to come over. Chris is uh so every time I talk to Chris, you know one one of the things that we talk about here at, at our church is just obviously we believe in the gifts of the Spirit and we we invite God to move in our midst and uh, and we want Him to speak to us in a variety of ways. But one of the things that, uh, that Tina says a lot that we sort of adopted is whenever we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we want to take the spook off of it. We try to be as not weird as possible so that we don't scare people, we don't freak people out. But, uh, but Chris Highfield, speaking in that same vein, he's kind of a guy that when it, when, whenever I talk to him, it's almost like you're, just, you're having a natural conversation with a person. And, but what flows out of him is, is the prophetic without him even trying a lot of times. And I'm not, and I'm not just trying to toot his horn. I'm just saying that he, he's, he's, he understands how to hear from God, how to see things and see what God is doing in his midst. And he likes to, to join in and partner with what he sees God doing and what he hears God saying. And it just flows out of him naturally. And you might get done talking to him and you, and you realize, well, you know, he didn't just come out and say, hey, man, here's a prophetic word, but you realize, okay, I just, I, God just spoke to me through it and gave me a word right then. And he just, he gave me some insight because he sees things. And I can call him sometimes and be like, here, this, man, this is what I'm feeling like. And he'll say, well, that's because of this. And, 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 and he, just, he just sees it. He just knows. And, um, but that's just something that the Lord's blessed him with. So I wanted him to come and share whatever he wanted to in that, in that realm and just speak to us concerning that and these lab nights are uh, give us an opportunity where we can uh, we can kind of allow the Lord to move in our midst and and you know what like we said it's okay to mess up isn't it uh, it's because, because we're in a safe environment prophetic words are to be given scripture says one by one you may all prophesy but let another judge and so we we, we pay attention to what's what, what's going but God wants to speak to us he wants to encourage us he wants to strengthen us as a body so so I tell you what, we're going to invite him up, but let's, let's, let's bow our heads for a moment. Let's all pray together before we invite him up. Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we invite your Holy Spirit. We know that you live inside of us, Holy Spirit, but right now we just acknowledge your presence, and we acknowledge, Jesus, that you are in our midst, and God, that... Uh, you love your people, and, and God, you've come to strengthen your body, to edify your body. Lord Jesus, to bring peace and comfort and strength and wisdom. And I just pray that through Chris tonight, Lord, you would speak, you would impart wisdom to your people, God. And that, Jesus, we would just be sensitive to what your Spirit is saying to us all. And God, I believe that you'll do, you'll do some wonderful things in our midst here tonight. So we just thank you for it, God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the glory. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, come on up, Chris. We'll turn it over to you. And it, uh, you just feel free to, to do whatever, whatever's on your heart, man. All right. I guess. How are y'all? Good. Are, y'all, are they a talkative bunch or not? Well, they mostly quiet. Got to get them loosened up a little bit. <laughs> well, I understand this is very informal. That's what I was told. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Alan already asked me if I was going to hack any while I was speaking. 
But uh, <laughs> um, I just I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you guys. Um, it's like Alan. I mean, like uh, Clay said. I just I don't know. He, you know, I believe that if anybody wants to toot your horn, you should let them. You know. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But the Bible does say, let the lips of another man praise you and not your own. So, but anyway, I'm just teasing. Um, I really, uh, honestly, just want you guys to know that I'm nothing special. And I don't have anything special. And, you know, God, here's, here's the thing, is God speaks. He just wants somebody to listen. You know? And um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know, Clay's kind of talked uh, talk to me a little bit about your labs and things that y'all have done, and I don't know, uh, I don't know exactly what all he's shared, what all he's taught on, so some of this may be a repeat, I don't know, some of it may be new to you, some of it you may think is heresy, but you can say that after I leave, so, all right, <laughs> but um, they are a quiet bunch. Like some of them didn't even smile with that. That was a joke. So y'all can laugh and everything. You can laugh at me if you want to. That's all right. So, and, and if you're thinking, that shirt looks like he just now put it on, I did. Because it's wrinkled as can be. But my other shirt that I had on today was uncomfortable. And so I thought, I'm just going to go buy a shirt. <laughs> and so I couldn't find anything that matched my pants. And then I saw this one. So... Anyway, it's a little wrinkled. Debbie was thinking, that looks like he just put that shirt on. I know she was, the way she's laughing. She probably told Alan already, did he just get that shirt? But anyway, so, so here's the thing. I believe that, that God is always speaking. It's just that we're not always listening. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this statement real quick. It's, it's pretty... It's pretty neat. It says, we need to be expectant, anticipating a word from Jesus at all times, because after all, he's always speaking, and we just simply need to get into the right frequency to hear him. So I'm going to start out. I'm probably going to teach like four lessons all in one tonight. Can I do that? And so y'all, Clay said you're here till about 9, 9.30. Something is that all right? I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So hopefully it won't take that long. But I'm going I'm to talk to you a little bit about tuning into the frequency of God. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about hearing from God for yourself and then hearing from God for others. How about that? Is that all right? So, um, and we'll get into the Bible here in a little bit. Uh, I'm sure I've got some scriptures down through here somewhere. But um, what, what I believe is that, that the voice of the Lord is like radio waves. I believe that God is speaking all the time. They, they, they say, you know, that in the beginning, you can read in Genesis, it says that God said, let there be light. There was light and he created the planets and all that. They say that the cosmos, which is everything, okay, it's, it's everything. It's, it's all the planets, all the universes, all the galaxies, everything, the cosmos. They say the cosmos is growing 
at the speed of light every day. Do you know why? Because the voice of God is still saying, let there be light. Once he spoke it, his voice echoes and echoes and echoes and echoes throughout eternity. And so the cosmos still grows. That's why when God, the, when you read the Bible and something jumps out at you, the, it, it's alive. It still speaks. It's not something that's 2,000 years old or 4,000 years old. The voice of God is still ringing true. Does that make sense? You understand that? And that's why when your grandparents speak something over you when you were a little child, that still, God still honors their word. You know, the, they say, and I'm, I'm not like a big, um, I'm not into, um, I don't even know what the name of it is. What's the physics thing called, the, the, the big that, you know, like really smart people do? What's it called? Not astrophysics, but uh, David Vancouver is a, is a physicist, and he's like brilliant. But anyway, I can't think of what it's called right now, but it's some kind of physics. But they say that, that sound waves get trapped in solid material. So like, like if, if, they, if they can focus in on that wall, everything that's ever been spoken in this building, the sound waves are still trapped in that wall. They're, they're vibrating. Everything moves in vibration. Y'all know that? Everything's in vibration. And so everything that's spoken still moves, like, like waves. It's like ripples. You know, like you throw a, a rock in a pond and it ripples and ripples and ripples and ripples and it takes it forever to settle back down calm. And the, the sound waves are the same way. That's why you can pick up, is anybody ham uh, radio operators in here? You can, you can talk to somebody in China just like you're talking to them on the telephone on your ham radio. I mean, because those sound waves travel I mean, they travel forever. When I was a kid, my dad had a shortwave radio and you could tune in and I would just, I would literally tune in and listen to like people talking in German and I didn't even know what they would say, but I would listen for hours of just people speaking in different languages because I thought, wow, this is so neat that I can pick up somebody halfway around the world. And I believe that God's voice is like that. Like it's, it's always going and going and going and we're not always listening so here's the thing. It's just like, um, do you remember the guy, I know y'all do, on the, on the telephone commercial that would walk around? I think he used to work for Sprint. And he'd be like, can you hear me now? Do you remember? And now he works for somebody else. Who's he work for now? Or maybe he used to work for Verizon and now he works for Sprint or something like that. But anyway, it's kind of like that. I think God is, he's literally saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And he's, he's talking and talking and talking and wanting people to, listen to him. It's just like your radio. If you turn, tune in your radio to 89.3, you're going to pick up Air One, right? Is that, is that the station for Air One? Is it? Okay, because I've listened to it some. And then, what is it, 103.1 is K-Love, or used to be K-Love. You know, so each station has its own number, has its own frequency. So I believe that God's voice has its own frequency, and if you can get tuned into that frequency, then you can hear his voice not only for yourself, but for other people. Does that make sense? It's real simple. It's real easy. Um, now, have I ever heard the audible voice of God? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, some of you may have. I mean, it may. I'll, I'll tell you this story. I've got to keep a watch on my time because I, you know, I like to tell stories. So my pastor's like, no stories. He, he pre-listens to our messages so he can cut my stories out. He's like, it's too long. You got to cut that story out. I'm like, oh, it's a good story. But so, so when I was a teenager, me and a buddy of mine went squirrel hunting. All right. So, so we went, we walked up. I don't know if you guys are any hunters in here, but we walked up the ridge straight. Like we parked at the bottom of the mountain. We walked straight up the ridge and around to the right. I mean, it's just, it was easy. Okay. We went in, we sat down, we hunted some squirrel. I got up and started walking back down the ridge and I came to a cliff. I'm like, this isn't the way that I came up. But I didn't go in any different direction. I went straight up and around, and I went back around and come straight down, and there was a cliff. And so it's kind of getting dark. My buddy, I'm hollering for him. I don't know where he's at. And so I'm starting to panic a little bit. Y'all ever done that? You know, I'm like, I, I, I'm starting to realize I think I might be lost. And I mean, I, I'm like, I'm pretty good when it comes to navigating and stuff. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm hollering, uh, and my friend, and he never answers, and I'm just kind of walking, trying to figure out if I'm going in the right direction, because I know I don't want to go over the cliff, because I didn't come up the cliff, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I hear my buddy, and he, and he hollers my name, Chris, and I stop, and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out which direction he came from, and so I start to take a step, and I look down, and when I did, there's a copperhead, probably like, like two feet in front of me, and he's curled up, you know, and he's like, got his head back. And I'm just like, so I just like, just raised my shotgun up a little bit and shot. I don't even know if I hit him because I took off running. And uh, I ran straight down the hill and came out at the truck. It's crazy. And my buddy's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I just about stepped on a snake. But until you hollered my name, when you hollered my name, I stopped. And he's like, I didn't holler your name. I've been sitting in the truck. I'm like, wow. You know, so anyway, I don't know. I think that might have been God. I'm not real sure, but I believe it was. So um, that's the thing about hearing God's voice is 90% of the time, you're not really even sure if it is him, you know? And so it's, it's all about taking the risk, taking the risk and, uh, and just listening and speaking. So here's what it says in, in John chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And so if you're one of his sheep, and I believe that you are, I don't know if you just might have wandered in here tonight. If you did, you're in the right place. But um, I would say that most of us in this place are his sheep. And so his sheep know his voice. You know, you could, you could be like the only, when you were growing up, uh, I don't know if you were like this, but you could have been like one, there, there could have been a whole playground full of kids. And when your mom or your dad yelled at you, you know, hey, hollered your name, you knew who it was. I didn't, I never had to question, was that my mom? When I did question, was that my mom? That got me in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because usually I was like, nah, it wasn't her. And it really was. But God's voice, when God speaks, his sheep hear him and they know his voice. So 
listen to this. This is, this is me personally. Um, I'm going to tell you a few things. Number one is I don't believe in coincidence. I think that God is sovereign and that he's in control. I believe we live in, live in, a, in a world that's, that's broken and things happen, but I do believe that God is in control. Um, here's the next thing, and this is, what, this is what you should write down in bold letters. I expect to hear from God. I expect to hear from God. God's speaking. I expect to hear from him. You know, if your friend tells you, hey, I'm going to call you tomorrow, how many of you expect your friend to call you tomorrow? You know, if God wants to speak to you, he is speaking to you, you have to expect him to. You know, the guy's like, well, I believe God will speak to me, but I doubt he will. I don't, you have to expect, you have to believe that he's speaking, you have to expect it because God always speaks. And it may not be in the, the way that you think. It may not be in an audible voice. And I'm gonna get into that in a minute, the different ways that God speaks. Um, I believe that um, God can speak to you um, through other people. Well, we'll do that in a minute. I don't wanna get ahead of myself. So here's the thing. That was lesson number one. All on the, all on the radio frequencies and stuff like that, okay? So, um, so I believe that God, that's how God's voice does. It carries. And it's always flowing, always around, always moving, okay? We just got to get tuned in to it. So now here's some scripture. And this, is, this is the ways that you can get a word for yourself, all right? This is how you get a word for yourself, or this is how you tune in to hear God's voice for yourself. And this comes from Habakkuk chapter two. We'll start reading with verse number one. He said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart to watch and see what he will say to me. And I will answer him when I'm corrected And then the Lord answered and said to me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at, at the end it will speak and will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright, in him, but the just, this is the key, shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So, a lot of scripture, but I'm going to break it down. I'm going to tell you what he says, and this comes straight from Habakkuk. The very first thing you need to do, if, if you're needing a word from God or you want to hear God's voice, the very first thing you need to do is stand still in God's presence. Stand still. He said, I will stand my watch and I will set myself on the rampart. So sometimes you just have to sit down still yourself in the Lord's presence. So sit down and shut up. 
Sometimes, I, I believe this, sometimes we pray so much that, he, that we can't hear what he's saying. You know? Um, I think it was Charles Stanley said that, um, that what he used to do when he, when he was hungry to hear the Lord, the Lord or the voice of the Lord, he said he would go into his bathroom where there was no windows. He would shut the door. He would roll up a towel and stuff it in the crack under the door so no light came in at all. And he would sit there in the darkness until God spoke. He said sometimes he would sit there for two or three hours and nothing. And he would get up and the next day he would do it again. And then he would do it again and do it again. And he said all of a sudden God started speaking to him in the darkness, in the silence. And he said, I would just get quiet before the Lord and, uh, and listen. So that's the first thing you got to do. You got to sit still in the presence of the Lord. The next thing is, is very key. He says, I will watch to see what he says. Now, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're like me, you're thinking, how do you watch to see what somebody says? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm not a, ri- a lip reader. You know, I can't. How do you see what God says? And so this is one of the ways that God speaks is through visions or through thoughts or, you know, through pictures in your mind. And we'll get into that in a little bit uh, deeper in a minute. But what you have to do is you have to, when you clear your mind and, and you just focus on God, he's, he, you'll begin to, he'll begin to show you things in the spirit. He'll begin to tell you things in the spirit. You may have random thoughts and you're thinking, what in the world is that all about? You ever had that problem? I'll be praying and then the next thing I know, I'm like out in left field somewhere shooting basketball, you know? I'll be driving in my car trying to pray and I'll have to refocus, God, I'm sorry, you know? I'll be driving, I'll be praying and then I'm back over there shooting basketball again, you know, or whatever. And sometimes what we don't realize is God's trying to take us over there to shoot basketball because he wants to show us something in that. You know, sometimes we think that our distractions in prayer are distractions and that they don't really come from God. But you gotta, you gotta pray about that and say, Lord, are you trying to show me something? You know, if I do that three or four times, then I'm like, okay, something's up. Why can't I refocus, you know? I'm not that, uh, you know, ADD. But uh, Pastor Don is, right? So... <laughs> I can't get by without saying something about Donald. Donald sends my buddy. Um, okay, so sit down and be quiet. Number two is look uh, for the visions or listen for the thoughts that he sends your way. Number three, recognize God's voice as a spontaneous flow of thoughts that enter your mind. I'll say it again. Recognize God's voice as a spontaneous flow of thoughts that enter your mind. They may be random. You may be like, why in the world? And I'm going to get into some of that in a little bit. It's going to be fun. We'll have a good time. So, um, so the, the, the key to that is just listen to what you're thinking. You know, that's just to put it in simple terms. Listen to what you're thinking. Number four, write down the thoughts that come to your mind. I'm going to add this to it. No matter how random they are. Write them down because it could be something crazy. You could be just sitting there all of a sudden in your quiet time with your eyes closed in the dark and all of a sudden you hear something like, 
floppy bunny shoes or something. I mean, you, you never know. Write it down because, um, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. No matter how crazy, write down the thoughts. Number five, be patient and wait for timing. Be patient and wait for God's timing. So here's something that if you've been around Rick Clinton in any time at all, you remember this statement because he says it a hundred times. The direction of God plus the timing of God equals the will of God. The direction of God plus the timing of God equals the will of God. So you may receive a word and feel like you have to go give that word right then, but it doesn't have to be given right then. There, the Bible says there's an appointed time for it to be given. And if you give it out of that appointed time, then you're actually going to be out of the will of God. And I've done that before. I've had a word for somebody. I knew it was a word for somebody. And I give them that word, and it was too early. And it didn't make any sense to them whatsoever, you know. And they've even told me later on, you know, that didn't make a bit, that didn't make sense, and I didn't understand what you said. And then, like a month later, a year later, something happened to them, and they're like, "Oh, that's what, that's what it, that was supposed to be." You know what I'm saying? I got, I get ahead of myself. I do that when, especially when God speaks, and you're just you're so excited because you think you hear from God. You know, He speaks to you, and you're so excited, and then you go and blow it like that. But it happens. That's what Clay said. You know. There's room for error. We're human. We're not God. And God knows we're human. And he's not going to strike you dead because you miss it. You know? Now, the person you give the word to might. But, no, I'm just kidding. They, <laughs> they might. But, anyway. Um, number they could. I've, I've made some people mad before. Number six. Um, trust that what you have is from God. You have to trust that what you have is from God. And then all goes back to the faith. The just shall live by faith. All right. How's that? Is that good so far? You like that? Okay. So, how does God speak? So that's lesson number two. All right? So we've got lesson number one. Frequencies. God's always speaking. And I believe, here's the thing. When you're standing in line at Walmart and you're at the register paying, I believe God's trying to say something to that cashier. I really do. And they may be listening, they may not be listening, but if you're in tune, if you have that frequency, then you're able to speak to them what God's saying. And, and you know, where the Bible says, you know, it talks about bearing witness, their spirit, bearing witness with yours, you know, it's the spirit. And that's what happens. When you speak something to somebody, one of the main reasons I know that it was really God is you can tell the reaction in this person. You know, sometimes they're freaked out. They're like, how in the world did you know that? Or, you know, sometimes they may cry. Sometimes they may like, you know, whatever. I don't know. But um, that the spirit will always bear witness um, when you speak in it, and it is from the Lord. So, um, I will say this. This is just, I'm going to throw this in because I don't think it's in my notes anywhere. But, um, well, I was going to throw it in, but I done forgot what I was going to say. Um, hmm. What was I going to say? 
<laughs> it was really good because <laughs> it helped me. But, uh, hmm. Huh? I know, I was at the cashier, speaking to the cashier. Um, bearing witness. I don't know. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me because it's an, it's an important uh it's an important statement, part of this. So, it may not be the timing for it, right? <laughs> may not be. So, um, that was lesson number two. That's how to hear from a, a word from God for yourself. It's all in getting alone with God and, and letting God speak to you. Um, getting a word for another person could be totally, could be the same way, but it could be totally different. It never, it's never like that in my life. Hardly ever, but you know God speaks to people differently. So I'm going to talk about real quick ways that God speaks, and then we're going to do a little exercise. How about that? Not jumping jacks because this guy don't do jumping jacks. Okay, so we're going to do a little prophetic exercise in just a minute. So how does God speak? And there's more ways. I've just got it narrowed down to a few. These are some of the main ways that God speaks to me, um, and so. God speaks, and this very seldom happens in my life, but God speaks in an audible voice. Now, y'all remember in the Bible where it started in Job. They're talking in Job, and they're talking about God speaking, and they said sometimes when God speaks, it's like thunder. Sometimes it's a rumble. Sometimes it's like thunder. Well, they talk about that in Job, and then we see the evidence of that in the New Testament. There's several times. There's one time when, when Jesus said, you know, Lord, um, glorify yourself. And God said, I will glor- I've glorified myself, and I will glorify myself again. And the Bible says that some of the people around thought, wow, there's angels talking, but other people thought it was thunder. Have you ever, have you, ever you remember, now, some of you younger people don't remember this. But some of you older folks will. The, the radio station that actually had the dial on it had the little red needle that goes, shh. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, so have you ever got close to a station? You know, now it's just digital and you set it on your station, you're good to go. But these things, you had to dial it in. You know, and it's like, shh. You know what I'm talking about? And you could hear somebody, it's like, it's like Charlie Brown's school teacher. You know, like, wah, 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 you know? And that's the way it is. And we see the evidence of that with the people in the Bible. When God spoke, Jesus heard him plain and clear. But some people said, well, it's angels talking. Other people said it's just thunder. It's because those are different levels of tuning. You see that? They were tuned in at different levels. You see it with visions as well. Jesus prays for the blind man. And he says, what do you see? And he's like, well, I see people that they look like trees walking. Well, here, here's, this is my philosophy on that. The Bible doesn't say this. So this is, this is Chris Highfield's philosophy on this. Jesus didn't miss it. Jesus didn't fall short of healing the guy's eyes. I believe that Jesus opened his spiritual eyes before he opened his natural eyes. And I believe in the spirit, if you read back, this is why I believe this, this is totally off subject, but if you read in the book of Psalms, there's about 10 or 15 different occasions where God compares people to trees. 
And he, the Psalms, the very first Psalm says that he'll be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. As he's, he's comparing them to trees. So I believe that when Jesus, he was getting him tuned in, his vision tuned in. And the first thing he did when he prayed for him, he's like, I see men like trees walking. Well, we automatically think, wow, what happened there? Jesus failed the first try? No, I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, he never did any other time, you know? So I believe that there was a different level of vision that he gave the man, and then he opened his eyes in the natural also. And, you know, this, uh, you know, hearing from God, it all falls, all, all this falls into hearing God. So God speaks audibly. God also speaks through our thoughts. Um, of course, the devil speaks through your thoughts too. So don't, uh, you know, don't think everything you hear is from God. And I'm gonna get into that in just a second. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a good way to know how if what you're hearing is from God or not. Um, God speaks through dreams and visions. He speaks through mental pictures. Um, he can speak through animals. He can speak through mental pictures of animals, but he can also speak through animals he has in the Bible. He can speak through items. He can speak through colors. Um, I believe that, that God can use just about anything to speak to somebody. And so um, here's a good way to know that what, if, if what you're hearing is really from God. All right? So the New Testament talks about prophecy. Actually, one specific part says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if, if something you say doesn't edify and glorify Jesus, then you better not give it. You better hang on to it because all prophecy will glorify Jesus. You're testifying of him. All right? So hang on to that one because that will help you. So, and here, here's, another, here's another tidbit of information for you. And I've heard people say this, well, God gave me a word of correction for that person. Well, here's the thing that you have to realize is correction comes from authority. If you have no authority in that person's life, then that word is not from God. You know? I have correction over my kids' lives. You know, I can discipline my kids and I can correct them. I can't come into your house and correct your kids even though they may be doing something wrong. They're not my kids to correct. Does that make sense? And so if somebody needs correction and they're not under your authority, then you have no legal right to give them a word of correction. You're really giving them uh, something that's not of God. So just remember that. Um, so I don't know why that came out there, but anyway. So, and then that happens, you know. I've seen people like that. And, and here, here's another thing. There, you know, if you look at prophets in the Old Testament, prophets in the New Testament, and compare the two, you know, Old Testament prophets were very harsh, very cruel, very crude. New Testament prophets are very gentle, very loving. You know, they're very edifying. That's what the New Testament says, that prophecy should edify, comfort, and exhort if your words doesn't do that, 
then, then, then it's not from God. It's not. Here, here's the thing. Do you know why there's a difference between the New Testament and the Old Testament? It's because the Old Testament's gone. <laughs> that, did, I, did I stun somebody in here? <laughs> the time of Old Testament prophets died with John the Baptist. That's what Jesus said. He said, out of all the Old Testament, out of all the great prophets, there was none greater than John. And then he goes into the kingdom. The kingdom didn't come until after Jesus died. Does that make sense? And so, really, John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets. And so I've heard people say, well, brother, that's just who I am. I'm just one of those Old Testament prophets. And I say, it's because you don't love people. That's why. See, if your word doesn't have the foundation of love, then it's not from God. Okay? Because God, his, God's language, I just, this just hit me on the way over here. It's not even in my notes. But God's language is love. That's all he speaks. He can't speak anything else but love because he is love. And so if what you're speaking on his behalf is not love, then you're not really speaking on his behalf. Does that make sense? All right, so... Um, now let's, let's, uh, let's get into some, some fun stuff. How about it? So here's a, y'all know Ray Hughes? Y'all remember Ray Hughes? Ray Hughes is a buddy of mine. He, Ray Hughes made this statement, and I, I thought I'm going to share this with everybody tonight. It says, prophecy is not about telling people what to do. It's about awakening people to who they are. Isn't that good? Prophecy is not about telling people what to do. It's about awakening people to who they are. It's about speaking something into their life that makes a difference. You know, it's about, it's about edifying and glorifying and lifting up and encouraging. And I don't know about you, but I believe that the rest of the world, there's enough negativity in the world to beat people down, you know? I believe that we need to, uh, to get some good words for people and to lift them up. So, now, I'm wanting this, this requires some interaction, all right? So if you're asleep, you gotta wake up. This is a, not a time to sleep and slumber. So, have, has anybody ever, have you ever, and th this is how God speaks to me, okay? Now, God may not speak to other people like this. I'm just gonna tell you how God speaks to me, and then we'll go from there. And he may, y'all may have something to share that God totally spoke something way different or speaks in different ways to you or whatever. But um, has, you know, has anybody ever, like, you look at somebody and they look like a color? You ever done that? No, this, this, is, this gets weird. You know, have you ever looked at somebody and you're, they're like glowing? You know, they're like, you're looking, you look like there's like, like orange, you're looking orange around you or you're looking red around you. You know, have you ever, nobody, anybody? Come on, be serious, be honest. There's a couple people in here. Here's the thing, God speaks in colors and colors have different meanings, especially in dreams. But um, sometimes it could be what they're wearing. You know, it could be, um, you know, to signify something. And I've used that before, um, you know, like, Somebody will have on like a red shirt and I, 
you know, here, here's the way, I'm just gonna be honest with you, okay? This is the way God speaks to me. I don't really ever know what he's gonna say. I just know he wants to say something. Does that make sense? I know God wants to say something and then I really don't have a plan until I get ready to speak what to that person, okay? And then it just comes out. That's just how it happens to me. I mean, God may give you a letter and everything for somebody, and if he does, that's fine, you know, but, but it just hardly ever happens like that with me. And so, like, this is the way I, this is the way I, what I call it, is like God will highlight somebody to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, they stand out. And like, for some reason, I keep focusing on that person. And I'll like scan the room, but I keep, it's like that person, it's like almost like I'm drawn back to that person. And that usually is the way God tells me or showing me, hey, I've got something to say to them. Okay? And so like, like if you go to Walmart five days in a row and your cashier is the same one five days in a row, there's probably something God wants to say to that person. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, if you bump into the same person, you know, every day for a week, you know, God probably wants you to tell this person something. We have to look at little subtle things um, sometimes. And it's just as simple as this. Um, one day before, before St. Joseph was St. Joseph, it was still Marymount, you know, back in the old days is what we call it. And uh, so we were working. I, I, I worked there back before it was St. Joseph. And, um, and there, there was this nurse there, and her name was Karen. And um, I sat down one day at the desk and I was looking through a chart and I like, I just like, it's like God kept bringing her back to my attention. Does that make sense? And so I didn't want to say anything. I was like, you know, I'm just like, God, let, let me just do my job and go home. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so I was just like ignoring God, but like every time, like she would walk in front and it would be like, you know, and I mean, I just wouldn't be, I'd be like, like trying to avoid her. And she sat down beside of me, you know, I mean, just like that. And, and then I didn't say anything cause I didn't want to. And so she got up and walked on and, you know, so I like done my job and I was leaving the floor and it's like, you know, God was like, listen, you know, you can't walk off without talking to her. And I'm like, okay. And so I go back, I don't know what I'm going to say to her. And I go back, and she's like standing in, in the medicine room. And I said, I said, hey, Karen, I said, um, I don't know what it is about you today, but God just wants you to know that he loves you. It was that simple. It was that, you know, it was, it was nothing profound, you know. And I turned to walk off, and she would start crying. And I said, are you okay? She said, yeah. And um, she said, she said, I was just, she said, all morning, I've just, I've just felt like, I just, like, like, I'm not loved, you know? And I said, well, you are, you know? And I just went on, you know? But that, that's, that's how God, that's, that's how God does me, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm not always as reluctant as I was that day, but he's, that's the way God speaks, it's real, it's not, I mean, it's, it's easy. Does that make sense? It's, it's really easy. We, all we have to do is listen. And, and it's nothing 
any, any words that will lift somebody up and encourage their spirit, you know, that, that word is from God. Does that make sense? And so it's very easy. So today, and this is another thing I'm going to talk about in a little bit. That was like lesson number two and a half or three and a half or something. But um, um, how many of you have ever heard of treasure hunting? Anybody? A couple of you? So there's this book out. It's called The Ultimate Treasure Hunt. And it's awesome. Um, this book, it was written by Kevin Dedman. He is uh, one of the pastoral staff at Bethel out in California. And um, I read this book and I'm just like, this is, it was just mind blowing to me. And so what the book does is, is like you get around in a group and you just sit and pray. Like, like we've done this several times. We just turn on some worship music. We get little index cards and we just sit and pray and say, okay, Lord, just speak to us. You know, just, just show us some things. And it's just like if you're going to go on a treasure hunt, you need a treasure map, right? If you have a map, then you're going to know where you're going. You're going to, you know, so you go on this treasure hunt. So what you really do is you pray, God, give us a map. Give us a map. Show us people that you want to speak to, you know? And so we'll just sit around and pray and say, Lord, just show us. And we'll write down random stuff. You know, and here's the thing. Remember what I said? It doesn't matter how random it is. Write it down. It doesn't matter how random it is. And there's, you know, in the book, there's this like fancy little sheet and it's got different items like the clothes they're wearing and maybe, um, you know, something significant about them, like maybe a tattoo or something. It's got like a problem. Like maybe, maybe God's telling you something's wrong with this person, you know, like an issue, like a medical issue or something. Or... Um, Maybe their name, you know, or something like that. And so, you know, we've done this a couple of times and like just about every time we do it with somebody new and they're all skeptical and stuff, it just blows their mind. You know, it's just, it's just so awesome. So we, um, we went on a trip. Um, the, some of the pastors at our church went to, te- uh, went to Florida a couple years ago. And so I'm like, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't we do a treasure hunt? And uh, y'all know Sean Allen? I don't know, some of you probably know Sean Allen. Sean Allen was like, that's a bunch of crap, man. And I'm like, well, let's just, let me just show you. And so me and these other, me and these other two guys, we wrote down all of our stuff and everything. And I drew, I drew a, um, a Triton. You know what I'm talking about? Like a pitchfork Triton thing, like, you know, King Neptune, you know, or Charlie the Chicken of the Sea guy. So anyway, <laughs> anyway so it's always going to come back around to food with me. So anyway, so I drew this Triton and... Um, I forget what else I had on our paper. There was some different random stuff. And so we were, um, we went to this airport and there's this guy, y'all. I mean, he gets on the plane and he is like, man, he's like, he's got like, you know, tattoos and he's like, you know, piercings. I mean, like Rick said, he he had so much metal in his face. If he walked by a magnet, it would jerk his head off. You know, Um, I mean, he was like, he was like decked out, you know. And um, so we talked, he had like this most awesome beard. It was like down to here. It was just so cool. And so we talked to him for a little bit before the flight, okay? So we flew from Knoxville all the way to um, Punta Gorda, close to Fort Myer, Florida. All right? And so um, we were there for three days. Okay, we went to this conference. We were there for three days. The last day we were there, we were trying to figure out where we're going to eat. And we're like, hey, let's just go to Five Guys, you know? 
Um, so we go to five guys. We, we park in the back and walk around the corner, and this guy is sitting at, at like, a, like a Mexican restaurant. They're side by side. He's sitting out on the deck under an umbrella. And we're like, man, we talked to you at the airport like four days ago, you know? And he's like, yeah. And so we start to walk in, and I look, and he's got this huge tattoo of a trident on his arm. And it's black, you know, just like I drew. It's exactly like what the picture I drew on there. And so we go in, and we're eating and stuff, and, and um, we get ready to leave. And, and Sean's like, uh, or I, before we ordered, I said, hey, I'm going to go back and talk to this guy. And Sean's like, well, how come? And I said, because... I had a picture, I drew a picture of a trident and that was one of the things, he has got a tattoo on his arm of a trident. He's like, no way. So we go out there and actually like this guy was like several things on our list that we had. I mean, he had like different things uh, on our list and so we actually got a chance to minister to him. And here's, here's the cool part. This is how it all works. So you walk up to the person and say, hey, um, we're, we've been treasure hunting and uh, you know, I don't know, it sounds weird. Because people are kind of like, okay, what do you want from me, you know? And so we're like, well, we've been out treasure hunting, and, and what we've done is we got together and we prayed. This is where it gets freaky because most of these people don't know God. We prayed that God would give us a treasure map. And they're like, okay, because you got their attention, you know? So they're looking at you like you're some kind of freak. And then I, I say, and my, my treasure map had a picture of a trident on it that looks just like the one on your arm. And the guy's like, you know, he's changing his tune now. And I said, here's the thing. God sent us all the way to Florida for three days so that I can meet you right here on this sidewalk to tell you that you're his treasure. Talk about changing somebody. Their expression from, you know, this guy's nuts to oh my gosh, this is really real, just like that. And then we have an opportunity to minister. Now we're in their heart, you know? And so we're like, you know, we don't want anything from them. I'm not gonna preach them, you know? So we're just like, hey, is there anything that you need prayer for? God sent us here to, to talk to you, to, to pray with you about something, you know? And they come to find out like his, his girlfriend was sick and gonna have to have surgery and all. You know, we got... You know, really to minister to this guy and his girlfriend and all because of a picture of a trident that just happened to be in a tattoo on his arm, you know? That's how the treasure hunting works. And I've got countless stories of, of us going treasure hunting and just it being crazy. But in the book, this is what my whole point about that. In the book, they're, they're at this, they go into this place and... Um, like it wasn't on their treasure maps and everything. And so the, before they go in, they're like, hey, I just feel like we need to go in here. And they're like, okay. Um, the, you know, and one of them says, well, do you have a word for somebody in there? And the guy says, no, but I will. And you know, for some people, we're just like, you know, what, are you just gonna make something up? Or, you know, what are you doing? But, but the point is, he had so much confidence in God that God would come through that he knew that when he walked into that place that God was going to use him to speak to that person. You know, that's the thing. That's what it all boils down to is do you trust 
that God will give you a word for that person. So, this morning, and, and here's the thing, you, it's okay to miss, it's okay to mess up, it's okay to not find anything on your list, you know, if you do go treasure hunting, because we've done that many times. But this morning, just to prove to you guys I didn't make this up before I came, now I don't know if any of you are here, which might be. So I sent a text to, to Clay and to Tina this morning um, with some of the treasure hunting things on there. I just prayed this morning and said, God, just give me a couple things and maybe, maybe these people will be there tonight and we can, uh, we can talk to them. So the first one, I don't know. I don't see anybody in here like that. But the first one had a white shirt on with gold writing on it and there were some kind of circles. I don't know what that was all about. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, Debbie's shirt's close, but. <laughs> and this is the thing. Here's the thing. And I've heard this before. Um, I've, heard, I've heard, you know, if you follow Bethel any at all, they're like, hey, you know, if it's even close, claim it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like there's a, like they'll be like, I feel like somebody's got a, you know, left shoulder's hurting. And they're like. Oh, that's my right shoulder's hurting. They're like, you know, hey, good, that's close enough. <laughs> you know, God's gonna, God's gonna, God's gonna do it. But anyway, so this is what I had written down by this person with a white um, shirt with gold on it and some kind of circles on it is um, they've been having trouble sleeping at night and um, been having headaches. And what uh, the, the mental picture that I got really was like somebody was like, like rubbing their hands through their hair, you know, like that their head was hurting. So have you been having headaches? Has it been causing you trouble, like at night, not been able to sleep and stuff? Okay, so, hey. <laughs> so, um, so I'll tell you what, just, y'all just stretch your hand toward Debbie and let's pray for her, that God would heal her. But God, we just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you speak to us for a purpose. God, we just pray over Debbie right now, Lord, that this pain in her neck, whatever the cause of it is, will come into alignment with your word, will come into alignment with your voice, and that it will be healed in Jesus' name. So Lord, we just release your healing power on Debbie, on her neck, on her head, her shoulder right now. God, I just pray that tonight she sleeps better than she has in months. So Lord, we just ask that you do it in Jesus' name, and we give you the glory. Amen. Amen. That's pretty cool. So the next one I had was, uh, was somebody, oh, this is kind of crazy. I, I just wrote down funky black platform sandals. Does anybody have on platform sandals? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Is that Debbie too? <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> okay. So this is what I had. <laughs> this is what I had written down. I didn't even know Debbie and Alan were going to be here tonight. So this is what I had written down uh, about that, that there's something about your children um, you're worried about, well, something about children. You're worried about them. I'm not sure if it's your children or if it's just children in general. I don't know. But you, all, you got something going on where you're worried about children? Okay. All right, well, let's do this. Everybody stretch your hand toward Debbie. This is, this is God bless Debbie night. The next one may be Alan. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. So Lord, we just thank you for Debbie. God, I, I just pray 
God, that you just let her know that what concerns her concerns you. God, what breaks her heart breaks your heart, Lord. God, that the things that that she's thinking and, and, and even worried or struggling with, God, you knew them way before they were even known to her. And God, you already have a solution in place. God, before she even knew about it, God, you had an answer. God, you, you knew all about it. So God, just let her rest assured that you've got this. That God, that I, I just hear they're, I don't even know if this makes sense, but I just, I hear they're coming home. Don't worry, they're coming home. And, and they're, they're, they're safe. That all, all the children are safe. I don't know what that means, but anyway, God, we just thank you and we just give you glory. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So I'm going to really think this is funny because this is a th- I just wrote down three. So it's a white-headed man. I'm just saying, this is really on, this is really on my paper. But now, now we have another, another couple of guys that, that have some white hair in here. But if this is you all too, I don't know, but um, this, is, this is just what I had, this is what I wrote down, and this may be you, um, I don't know. But what I have written down is um, struggling with uh, thoughts of not feeling like you're enough or good enough or maybe some thoughts of inadequacy or maybe God's calling you to something that you just don't feel qualified for. Does that make sense? Is that any of you white-haired guys in here? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's gray. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, so I tell you what, if you're close to a guy with white hair or gray hair, put your hand on their shoulder, and let's just pray for them. <laughs> God, I just, um, I pray that each of these guys that are crowned with wisdom, Lord, your, your word says that, that like gray hair on a man is a crown of wisdom on them. So God, just like this gray hair crowns their head, God, I pray that you crown them with your glory. God, that you crown them with your assurity that what you're calling them to, you have equipped them for. God, I just, I, I just, I rebuke every thought of inadequacy, every thought of I'm just not good enough or what do I have to offer All of those thoughts are not from you, Lord. They're from the enemy, and they have to go in Jesus' name. So God, I just I speak to these men in this room, God, that are crowned with your glory and your wisdom, that they are who you say they are. They will do what you say they will do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's awesome, y'all. God's good, isn't he? So um, all right. So I don't know how to do this or what we're going to do next. What time is it? Okay. Huh? We got time, right? Two hours? All right. Good deal. So, um, do you? Every time? All right. So, um, so uh, how about this? Okay. This is what I want y'all to do. I want you to close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. You can trust me. I'm your friend. Close your eyes. Now, um, I want you to uh, think about a color. All right? I got your color in your mind? All right. So, without opening your eyes, how many, I want you to raise, I said, without opening your eyes. Some of y'all ain't listening. 
<laughs> Just kidding. If, if, if I call out this color, okay, how many of you, the color that you're thinking about is black? Anybody? All right. So here is, here is now in dreams, the colors have different meanings uh, depending on how you feel when you see that color. Like if, if you feel something bad or evil, then there's a bad side or an evil side of that color. If it feels good or, or comfortable or, or warm, you know, then there's a good side to it. But I'm just gonna do the good sides to it. So this is what the color black means. Wealth, elegance, and formal, something formal. And so this is what I would say if you raised your hand and you saw this, you saw the color black, is that... God wants you to know that in his eyes, you are something elegant, that you're something that is worth so much to him. It's like, it's like a black tie. You know, you do take, put on a tuxedo, like a black tie affair. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's kind of like that. Like when God looks at you, it's just like, wow, that is him. That's her right there. I love them so much. Okay, so what about this? How, what about blue? Anybody think of the color blue? Awesome. This is one of my favorite ones. Blue is, it represents the spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, the prophetic, prophetic gifts or the gifts of the spirit, uh, things like that. So, you know, um, this is like if you dream of an ocean or you're swimming in an ocean, it's, it's really that God is taking you so deep in the spirit that you have to float in him. You know what I'm saying? And, and so what about, uh, what about brown? Anybody see brown? Okay. Uh, what about red? Red, um, red represents, of course, the blood of Jesus. Red also represents love. Red, um, you know, if you, if you think of just some of the things that red means. Um, so here's the thing. When, when you think of, of red or God shows you red, what he's showing you is, is that he loves you so much. It's the color of passion. It's the color, you know, and, and here's the thing. God loves you so much that he gave Jesus. You know, Jesus shed his blood because of that love. You know what I'm saying? All right, so what about gray? Anybody see gray? Gray is wisdom. It uh, <clears throat> could be that God is, is pouring wisdom into you. You may have been even seeking out wisdom. And the Bible says if you seek wisdom, then you'll get it. What about green? Anybody see green? Green is the color of new beginnings or new life um, or growth in general. So like if somebody says, I keep seeing green all the time or God showed me green, then I would say that it, you're at a point in your life where you're either about to go through a new beginning, something's dying, something's growing, um, or there's new life coming out of what you're going through right now, you know? So, especially if you've been, uh, if you, all right. What's her name? What's your name, honey? Yeah, your name. Taquita? That's awesome. Makes me hungry. It's like a taquito. <laughs> just honest, guys. I'm just honest. All right, so, so here's the thing. Um, this is, this is, you know, and this is what, this is something to pay attention to. What you want to pay attention to is who's God speaking to? 
You know, who's he talking to when, when I'm saying this stuff? Because some of you are just like, it's a green, you know? But some of you are like, that's me. That's me right now. And so that's you right now. So God's taking you through a time. I don't know, you're, this, it, this is, this is where I just get real stupid when it comes to stuff like this, okay? So I'm like Ray Hughes. He's like, the spirit of stupid comes on me. But um, this is what I feel like, that, that you've been through a, a period of dying, but now there's a period of growth and new life coming. That God's, uh, just, just be pay really close attention to new growth, new life, new things. Uh, this is what, this is just what I keep hearing in my mind is tender shoots. You know, as, as the stuff first starts growing, things are very tender and you have to really take care of them and treat them with care. But as they grow, just like a tree, as it grows, it gets stronger and stronger. Okay, so what... What you've been through, what you're going through, God's going to take that and he's going to bring strength out of it. And you're going to grow stronger and stronger. You ever wonder, like when you watch the hurricanes in Florida and they're like blowing like crazy and those palm trees are just like, shh, and they're still there the next day. They're still there after 20 hurricanes, you know? It's because all that weather has made them strong and they can withstand, Okay? So, so God's brought you through this or, or bringing you through this time because he's strengthening you. Okay, he's not abandoned you. He's not forgotten about you. All right? Okay? So, all right, awesome. Okay, all right, what about um, orange? Anybody see orange? No? What about uh, pink? You saw pink? Ooh. Um. <laughs> Pink is innocence or childlike, or also um, could represent a baby or baby girl, you know? So what I would say is, um, I don't know what to say about that. So I'm going to move on. What about purple? Y'all saw purple? You was thinking purple, but you keep seeing orange. <laughs> so, so purple, let's see. Orange, orange, it represents power. Orange represents, on the negative side, it represents danger, but on the positive side, it represents power. So um, when you think of something, you know, orange is a real powerful color, okay? It's, can, can we stop? Okay. Hey, can I pray for you? I just can't. I just, here, come up here for a minute. Can I pray for you? Okay, here, come up here, play. Let's pray. Well, hold your hand. You aren't offended at me because no, I'm, no, I, I wasn't no, making fun, no, fun of your name. No, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm mad. I receive it. Huh? No, you can't receive it. Um, God, I just, I pray right now that you shower her with love. God, I know, I know that people say, well, it's not about emotion. It's not about what you feel. But God, it is. Lord, you're love, and you feel love, and you show love to your people. So God, right now, I just pray you shower her with your love. God, just let it, let it be like uh, just a, a warm, refreshing coming over her. God, let it run down from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Just let her feel that love.
God loves you. <laughs> I want you to know that, that he loves you so much. <laughs> Are you praying about something? Are you needing God to move in something? Okay. So, I'll touch your head. Yeah. I'm going to put my hand on your head, okay? So, Lord, you know every thought that she thinks. God, you know every prayer that she prays. God, I just pray, Lord, that you meet her there. God, that you meet her there. God, I pray that, that, that when she gets into that, that prayer time with you, when she gets alone with you, God, that you show up, that you sit with her, that you hold her. God, hold her like a father would hold his daughter that he loves so much. God, wrap your arms around her. Let her know that you're right there and that you're listening to every word she says. You're listening to every prayer she prays. God, just let her know that you've got it in control, that you're working things out for her good. That's what I hear. He's working things out for your good. So God, we just thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in her life. I thank you for what you're doing for her, Lord. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ain't God good? All right. Um, okay, where were we? Orange and purple guy over here. So orange is power. Purple represents royalty. Okay? So this is, this is what I would say to you. If, you, if you. if you said to me, I don't know what it is, but I keep thinking about the color purple, not the movie, but I... It's another joke. I keep thinking about the color purple, but I keep seeing orange. So purple is royalty and, and orange is power. And so this is what I would say, that the Lord is, is trying to show you that, or, or trying to let you understand who you are. He want, there's a book called The Supernatural Ways of Royalty. And what it is, is it, it teaches us that we're not paupers anymore that we're children of the king, you know? And that's what I, that's what I would say is, is that God's trying to teach you that you're his child, that it doesn't, you know, when, once you're born again, like, like your whole past is gone, you know? It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like, okay, we're starting right now today and you're moving forward. You know, I always thought about this. I always thought, well, when I fail or when I, when I, when I slipped, that I had to start all over. But God's not like that. The Bible said he forgets it. He never remembers it again. When you come back to him in repentance, it's just like you picked up right where you left off, you know? And so, so what I would say is that, that God wants to, wants to show you that, that you're royal. You're a prince. You walk in power and authority, you know? Amen. Isn't that cool? All right. What about, um, what about white? Anybody see White. White is uh, the color of purity. Um, white also represents righteousness, represents revelation. Um, so that is not an, I, I, I believe that, uh, that like with you, I believe that, that God is, he has given and he is giving you revelation. And that's what you see in, in people that are, that are mature. <laughs> I'm gonna use that, the white hair kind of thing is that God you move into a different level with God. You know, you're not, it's not about so much what you pray and your prayers and stuff. It's about God sitting down and just talking with you. And he just fills you full and, and he says something to you and you're like, wow, I really didn't know that, God. You know, 
That's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. Or you read something in Scripture and it just jumps out, that new revelation. And so I, I believe that's what time you're in. It's like a period, of, a new revelation coming, you know, or that, that time with God. But anyhow, moving on. What about yellow? Anybody see yellow? Just saw yellow? Um, yellow uh, represents welcoming or like homecoming. You know, you know, tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. You remember that? Yeah. And it also rep- represents gifts or a gifting. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Blue represents spiritual gifts, um, represents spiritual giftings. Yellow usually represents like natural gifts, like somebody's going to give you something, you know. Um, what, what I would, uh, how I would interpret that, like if you, if you said this is, you know, this is what I'm seeing or this is what I'm always seeing, would be that, that you're in a place right now, and I'll tell you all something in a little bit about this church that God showed me about five or eight, six, eight years ago. Um, but that you're in a place where your spiritual gifts and giftings that God's given you is going to come through in the natural. Does that make sense? So God, you're going you're gonna to be, it's, they're going to kind of work together. Like your spiritual gifts and your natural gifts are going to kind of work together to, to make you who you are. Does that make sense? Does that, I mean, do you see that some? Um, just let, uh, here's the thing. This is the cool thing about spiritual gifts. Okay, if you read it in the Bible, there's a gifts discovery workshop that Rick does and all this stuff, and it all goes back to it. But if you read about the spiritual gifts in the Bible, it says that the same spirit gave this gift and the same spirit gave that gift and the same spirit. So they all come from the same spirit, okay? So where people mess up is when they flow a little easier in one gifting than they do another, and then they lay claim on that gift. Well, I've got the gift of prophecy or I've got the gift of whatever, and it's not really, you don't have that gift at all. You have the giver of the gift. Does that make sense? And so where Paul says, hey, you need to pray for that most important gift. And then he, in, in a little bit, he says uh, about something about prophecy, but really prophecy isn't the most important gift. The most important gift is the gift that's needed at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like we mess up sometimes in church where we feel the Holy Spirit move and somebody who, who flows in the gift of tongues may, may feel the Spirit and think, wow, God wants to give a tongue. And they stand up and give a message in tongues when really what happens is there's another gift at work and somebody plumb across the church, God's dealing with their heart for salvation. And then that gift of tongues kind of shuts down what God's doing in this person's heart because we didn't have discernment to realize what gift is actually needed at that time. Does that make sense? We get excited about, you know, because God uses us. I mean, I get excited when God, when I think the God of creation wants to do something with me. <laughs> you know, and that, that's pretty exciting, y'all. I mean, and, and, and when I feel that spirit or presence, when I learned that lesson, I thought, 
every time I feel his presence now, I wanna, I, I, my, my mind automatically thinks, God, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want? What are you doing right now? Is it time for a tongue? Is it time for a word? Is it time just for prayer? You know, are you wanting to heal somebody? Because it's the same spirit. Here's the thing, it's the same spirit. It feels the same, you know? And if you don't have that discernment of what gifting he really wants to use right then, then you'll miss it. So the best gift is the gift that's needed, you know? And so, like, you could prophesy to somebody a hundred times about getting, you know, money. You're going to get money. God's going to send you money. There's going to be money pouring. You know, you're going to just be showered. You know, after about the third or fourth prophecy, they don't need another word about money. They need money. You know? You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we got to be discerning about it. So, um, so that's what I want to do. We got time. Just a few minutes. Um, I want to I want to give you guys just an opportunity to if you want to you break up into groups some, or do you just want to do it just in front of everybody? Is that good? Okay, y'all don't get embarrassed by that or anything. Okay, because it's okay to miss it. You know what I'm saying? So you always take a risk. So that's what we're gonna do. All right. So we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna have somebody come up here and stand. And then I want, I want somebody to prophesy over them according to, like, what you, what you see. Okay? So, like, here, here's the cool thing. If I brought one of the kids in here right now, I could say, hey, look at that person right there. What kind of animal are they? And, and the, the kid would tell me, you know? <laughs> Do you know why? Do you know why? I believe kids can hear the voice of God so much easier than adults can because they, they haven't lost that ability to imagine, you know? And it's like I've used this example when my son was little. He's, he's too big now. But, uh, but when, he was, when he was little, you know, we, we would play uh, Star Wars. You know, we had lightsabers, and, you know, we had a cape and a Darth Vader mask, and, and I was always Darth Vader because he always wanted to kill me because he was Luke Skywalker, you know what I'm saying? And so here's the thing. When I put on that mask... And I drew out that lightsaber. I became Darth Vader to him. You know what I'm saying? I became Darth Vader. I mean, like, you couldn't convince him that I wasn't. And he, he tried to kill me with his lightsaber. You know? See, Jesus put it this way. He said, what can I compare this generation to? You're like children that's playing in a marketplace. And you're saying, we sang a dirge, but you didn't cry. We, 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 we sang a... Uh, or we sang a dirge and you didn't dance. We sang a lament and you didn't cry. What Jesus was saying is, you guys have lost the ability to imagine. You can't use your imagination. You know, in, in Corinthians, I think Second Corinthians maybe, Paul says, he says it this way, he says, he says, I has not seen nor ear heard the things that God has in store for his people. And he goes on and he lists a few things and he talks about how, how he says, who can understand the heart of a man except for the spirit of that man? He says, who can understand the heart of God except for the spirit of God? And then he makes the, the most incredible statement right there that we just read past. He says, and you have the mind of Christ. Which means if you've got his mind, you know what he's gonna say. Right? 
And so a lot of times we lose that because we can't stretch ourselves enough to believe that God's going to speak through us. You know? So we're going to stretch you. How you want to do this? Huh? I don't care. Yeah. I don't feel nothing. <laughs> is this good? Are y'all enjoying it? Is this good? I mean, if it's like boring, tell me, because I mean, I don't want to be boring, you know? If I said anything that you didn't understand, need clarity on anything, I try to make stuff pretty simple, y'all. I'm just a simple person, you know? Here's the thing. This is what I believe, that God's simple. God, the Bible says he takes the, the simple things and profounds the wise. You know, how can, I mean... He just take you and, and me and just blow somebody's mind, you know? So, anyway, all right. Who wants to go first? So y'all know everybody in here. It's kind of unfair. So... <laughs> <laughs>